Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. Hey, it's Ryan. And it's Lucas. Hey, buddy. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. It's been a while since we got together. Yeah, well, our listeners don't know that, but uh, we took a little hiatus. <laughs> we we both had this thing called life catch up with us. And I don't know if you've heard, but we run a couple of uh, short-term rental businesses. And um, they sometimes take a little bit of time, don't they, dude? Yeah, they do. And uh, yeah. mine's coming right in. Mine's, my stuff's all coming right into the busy season. And yeah. and I'm growing, you know, I'm growing at an astronomical pace. So just trying would to you say, Would you say you're you're getting that money? <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm getting that money. That's for sure. Hey, buddy, get that money. <laughs> that's our thing. If you guys are twenty some odd episodes in, you know we like to finish up every episode with, "Hey, get that money." So that's what we're doing. We're getting that money, and sometimes that money says, "Hey, you want me? Come get me." It's going to take some work. So uh, right. yeah, so that's what we do. We put in some work. So listen, bro, I gotta I gotta throw something by here. I just let me vent here for a little bit because I'm I'm actually a little bit pissed off about something I came across recently and I wanted to share it with our listeners. And okay, so first off, this is not a motivational podcast, right? We okay. Well, I guess sort of it is. Could well maybe it is, right? Yeah, it sort of is, you know, just give you the truths about kind of what we do. And, yeah. Cut the crap and, and uh, here's how to make some money doing this, right? That's right. Okay. So let's just I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try and toe the line here between motivational hype speech podcast and podcast about how stuff in the short-term rental business actually goes. And I just want to share that, um, as you know, I'm going to share with my listener or listeners as well here. I happen to be in several uh, Facebook groups that are geared toward uh, uh, STR owners and managers and, and all kinds of stuff related to short-term rentals. And they're, they're related to, you know, whether you want to vent about something. And I hate to say it, but a lot of it is it turns into a um, Airbnb complaint fest, right? They just sit and they rip on Airbnb or they're ripping on VRBO and they're, ah, that's what they happened to me today. And then the majority of the time it's to complain about guests, right? You've seen these, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. seen I've seen those pages and yeah. sometimes I can get sucked in. <laughs> oh, you do as well. Yeah. Oh, I get yeah. notifications yeah. when you get in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I always go read what you wrote. I'm like, oh, look at yeah. Lucas just getting off on this. Look at this guy. <laughs> love that stuff. But uh, yeah. here's the here's the thing that's got me heated today. And I and I mean that. I'm I'm really kind of livid about what I read here. Um, there's this young guy that jumped in there and he asked a very um upfront, straightforward question. Um, his terminology um, was basically, how do you get into rental arbitration is, is what he was asking. And the way he asked it was, was a little bit, um, on the layman's term side and said, how do you convince a landlord to allow you to sublet? Which as you and I know, and, and a lot of our listeners know, after listening to the first couple episodes, that's the definition of, of rental arbitration. Okay. That's one of the avenues for getting into the short-term rental business. It's one of the ways I use. Okay. So my portfolio is a little bit diverse. I've got properties I own and I've got properties I don't own. I also happen to full disclosure here. I happen to have uh, over a decade of, of professional rental property management experience under my belt. So the owners 
that I do this for and do this with know who I am for many years. They know I always have their interests ahead of my own and ahead of the, you know, of the tenants. If they're a long-term tenant, I always look out for the owners. That's my job as a, as a property manager. Now I ended up flipping a ton of my properties into uh, rental arbitration where I became the tenant instead of being just the manager. Okay. And I mean, you know, that deal, that's how my story works. That's, that's half my portfolio is that stuff. Well, this guy asked a very straightforward question. How do you get into it? And I got to tell you, man, I am so upset with people in this group who are in the rental business, in the short-term rental business already. And they immediately um, make a bunch of comments slamming this guy. You know, the, I'll just read a couple. Is that okay? Can I just, just yeah, read, them? read it? Straight read a up. couple. Okay. Read a couple. Yep, so straight off. Guy said, you know, this, this, this person comes at him and says, you can't. If a landlord intended to operate long-term rental, then, then that's what they're going to do. Excuse me. Okay. I don't, I don't think a landlord goes into it with some pigeonhole idea. I think they buy rental property to make money. Yeah, 100%. Right? They don't really care how it comes, I guess, most of the time. So anyway, um, here we go. What do we got? Um, so here, here's another one. It's not worth the trouble. As if a, as if a property owner, it's not worth their trouble. Uh, and then another one, just simply with exclamations following it. You don't. You don't. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, another one says zero chance. You don't have the ability to protect against any loss they could suffer. These are all false statements and you know, it's hate. It's just pure hate. Now, everybody listening to this, I don't know where you're at in your short-term rental business. If you're at the very front end and you're listening to us because you want to get into the short-term rental business as an arbitration, a rental arbitrage, short-term rental manager, don't listen to this crap. Okay. You know, here's my raw, raw motivational speech. You can do this. and It's not that hard. Okay. So why would, why would a long-term rental property owner allow you, Joe Schmo, to come in, take their property, make an agreement with them that allows you to make it a short-term rental property? Well, I'll break it down for you guys. Now I am a, a little bit repeating myself here, but it just, it made me realize when I saw this uh, in a live Facebook group, and by the way, there's, there's a hundred and like 40 comments on this posting. Um, I had to jump in. So I'm just going to repeat what I wrote. I'm not going to sit and read what I wrote. Um, but I, I basically laid out in very simple terms why a, a property owner would let you take their property, rent it from them, and then let you sublet it. It's really this simple, guys. With a long-term tenant, and this is, this is all based on my experience as a property manager, long-term tenants that stay for a year, if, the things, if things have gone really well, what happens? Well, we have, we, have two, uh, we have two ways things can go. They can either move or they can stay, right? That's pretty much it, right, Luke? You got, you got two right. ways that yep. the tenant can go. The year is up, the lease is up, move or stay. Now, in, in Minnesota, where I'm at, we have seasons. We have four of them that are very pronounced. The loudest of the four seasons is winter, okay? And I know you're from Iowa. You live in Orlando now, but you're from Iowa. You get that, okay? Yeah, yeah. We have a clause in all of our leases that says you can't move between October and March. We do that because people don't look for places to rent over those months. They're a really bad month as a landlord 
to be um, to be renting to 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 have a vacancy, I should say. So we have that clause in there. So that means our window of time to rent our homes, if we're doing long-term rentals, is actually only about half the year in, in the way we structure it. Okay, so May, June comes along and it's time for someone to move out, all right? They move on the 30th of the month, 31st of the month, last day. What happens as the property manager slash owner, what do you have to do at that point? You've got to go in and you got to clean the place. You've got to repair anything that you haven't, you know, uh, known about that needed to be fixed. You got to go in and do a bunch of maintenance. There is, in general, and I'm just speaking from experience, guys, with all of the business that is that is going to take place, uh, renovating the place and turning it over for the next long-term tenant, you're going to spend at least a few thousand dollars. That's not counting the 30 days of vacancy that you're guaranteed to have. There's, it's it's almost impossible to think that you're going to go from one tenant to the next from 6 p.m. one day to noon the next day or some crazy, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. It doesn't happen. The only time that works is in say apartment buildings where they have on-site staff that come in and they take a two or three bedroom or whatever apartment and they clean the carpet super fast and all the walls and all the trim are the exact same color. So they've got cans of paint sitting there and they just quickly touch it up. And then they bring in a cleaning crew maybe and they, they brush up the place. That's it. That's the only time that happens. Now, let's go back to the houses that we do short-term rental in, okay? We don't have such a thing as a six-hour or 12-hour or even 24-hour turnover. We have a month of lost rent every year. That's a guarantee. So the idea that you can take and go, oh, well, I'm going to be a long-term rental property owner and you can put a tenant in there and I'm going to get 12 months of rent per year is fictitious, okay? In a short-term rental environment where you become the tenant and you pay the owner, while you are doing short-term rental, you can promise the owner 12 months of rent, okay? Now, if you took a spreadsheet and you broke down the number of months that they were getting whatever rate they were getting for long-term rental, you would see that you, you take the dollar amounts. Let's just, I'm just gonna use easy numbers, okay? Let's say you got $1,000 rent per month. Um, so you got a little two-bedroom place somewhere, 1,000 bucks. So they got $12,000 of revenue per year minus the one month of, of no revenue. 11 minus the couple thousand dollars in turnover nine you see where i'm going with this guys you're you're nibbling away at this this consistent rent that that's fictitious now all of a sudden the idea that you were going to have twelve thousand dollars a year of revenue is actually only about nine thousand dollars okay again i'm just using simple numbers these numbers are going to be different per property so if you go to the owner and you say well you were getting a thousand dollars a month for your place and $1,000 a month with turnover and with a missing month of rent and, and with renovations was actually nine. I'm going to offer you $800 a month for 12 months or $900 a month for 12 months, whatever the case is, per month and show them the breakdown. Now, you're not going to go in there and have programmed in a one month of vacancy. You're going to say this, I'd like to have this deal with you in perpetuity, two years, three years, four years, five years, whatever, however long it works out. But for the entire time that you are the short-term rental manager and the rental arbitrage agent, so to speak, you're guaranteeing them seamless rent, which can then justify the lower rent amount. Does that make sense? That's how you sell the idea to the long-term rental property owner. That's, that's point number one. Number two is, how can I sit and guarantee you, as a person who does this, how can I guarantee you that that owner won't have massive renovations and turnovers? every year, like he was having, he or she was having. 
because you are going to have a professional cleaner in there, whether that's you or someone you hire in there two or three times a week, depending on the property. And I know Lucas, you do, you do uh, five and seven day rentals, right? Yep, yep, yep. So, okay. So in your model, you're going to have a professional cleaning company in there minimum three or four times a month, right? Yeah. Or more. Right. Or more. And so, so here I am doing, doing two night minimums in uh, nice, uh, you know, two bedroom multi-unit buildings all over uh, South Minneapolis and uptown. And I'm getting, sometimes my professional cleaning crew is in there three times a week. Do you think that we're going to see even so much as a broken blind and not fix it right away? Of course we are. The properties, and my owners would attest to this, after over two and a half, three years of doing this now, my owners will tell you that after they had their last long-term tenant move out, when they've come through for inspections, these houses look exactly the same as the day they renovated them post long-term tenants. We, we go so far as to touch up the paint because we'll see little dings in the wall from a chair or something, and then we'll, we'll, we'll touch it up. But why am I, why am I like that? I think, you know, the answer, Lucas, but I'm gonna tell the listeners because I want that good review. Right. So yeah, I'm going to look out for the property. I'm going to make sure things are straightened out. I mean, you look inside of our ovens. Okay. You ever seen an oven after a person that's lived there for two years? You ever see what they look like inside? <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's awful. Yeah. I mean, there's something, it's like a Petri dish of baked garbage. Either way, you know, our stuff is cleaned all the time, all the time. Every surface is dusted or polished. It's, it's just, it, it's so much better as a short-term rental than it is a long-term rental because of these roots that these tenants grow and they stop caring about stuff. I could go on and on and about it. I could do a whole other episode about long-term renters and, and how to corral them and how to keep control of them. It's next to impossible. Okay. And God forbid you get one who decides it's okay to just smoke in your house. You're pretty much screwed at that point. I mean, I've had one of those properties. It's, it's next to impossible to get the smell out of there. It takes years. Okay. It's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's ridiculous. I mean, we went so far as to redo the wood floors in one of the houses strictly for the purpose of, of, you know, trying to get a new smell in there. You know what I mean? We did oil-based paint all over the place, whatever. And I mean, this is the kind of stuff you run into with long-term tenants. Short-term rentals uh, are just that they're short-term. You get someone who's a bad tenant. They're in there for three to seven days. Um, can they stay longer? Of course they can. People can book for 14. People can book for 21 a month, six months, whatever. But as a short-term rental, you have a lot more access to what's going on. Okay. Um, these are the things you can share with a long-term rental property owner who you want to use their property as a short-term rental. You can bring them these benefits. The other thing you need to explain to them, if you're trying to break into this business on that model, is you need to explain to them that you are now their advocate. You are a watchdog over their house. Okay. Not only is your professional cleaning crew going to be in there multiple times a week, but you can be as well. And you're going to look out for them. Okay. Um, you know, again, seamless rent, uh, money on time for rent. I mean, for crying out loud, my owners are now completely spoiled. The ones that have flipped me and have allowed me to flip properties into short-term rental have made it very clear to me that as every one of their long-term tenants moves out, I am to make every single property into a short-term rental. Okay. It is just easier and cleaner for them. They love it. There's no issues that they have experienced for many years. And these are coming from owners that have not a couple of years of ownership experience. I'm talking decades of ownership experience. So anyway, I appreciate everybody listening because I just, I had to unload this. I had to just get this off my chest. I saw that posting and I was livid about this for like, 
a couple hours, I was just stewing over it. And after I made my comment on there, you know, I just let the guy know that, that when he posted that, I said, you know, um, there's just basically a lot of noise in this group and don't listen to everybody because there's, there's a lot of negativity in here. And I explained that it's, it's doable. And I invited him to come talk to me with a private message. And he did, thank goodness. And, and we, we engaged in conversation about it, but listen, guys, everyone listening, we encourage your success here. That's what we're here for. We launched this podcast at our own expense to share our knowledge for free. Okay. So don't listen to the negativity and anybody in your life that's telling you you can't do something is probably somebody you should take out of your life. So if you tell somebody, I want to get into the rental, the uh, short-term rental business, I want to get some Airbnbs going, I'm going to use rental arbitration. I'll bet you I can get one property going. And if that works, I'll get two, three, five, six, I'll get eight. And you know what? If I make 500 bucks a month at each one, man, I'm going to make $4,000 a month. It's going to be better than I'm making at my part-time job right now. And, and if someone looks at you and says, man, that's impossible. A bunch of people already have Airbnbs. Why would anybody, why, why would it work for you? Why wouldn't it work for you? They're asking the wrong questions. Get that negativity out of your life. It doesn't belong. All right. So anyway, that's my piece. Lucas, what do you got to add? Yeah. Well, if I mean, you got to start somewhere, whether you have zero, one, two, three, uh, start somewhere, keep building and don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. Cause you know, both Ryan and I are living proof that if you start at zero, you can, you can build it up to something big that pays your bills uh, and then some. So absolutely. I absolutely. agree with everything you said. Yep. And, and, and by the way, guys, um, here's a little tip on this line of thought. This is totally uh, succinct with this, this whole topic matter. Um, you know, you may want to, you want to make some friends with some real estate agents too, because they're going to have, um, they're going to have customers that come their way who maybe don't want to sell their house this moment. Maybe they do six months from now or a year from now. Um, but they need to move for a job or something like that. Okay. Um, those people will let you do short-term rental for the time period that they're gone and it will help you get started. Um, I, I know I've, I've taken properties under ma my management for short-term rental strictly as a favor. And we struck a good deal. The homeowner got some money coming in rather than no money. And then the beauty for them was the moment they came back, there was nobody stuck in a lease at their house. We were able to just shut the listing off and say, okay, cool. Here's your house back. So that's another way. So just keep that in mind. Um, something to keep in mind on that is another way to launch into that part of it. And get, get your feet wet, so to speak. All right. Uh, that's it for today, guys. Uh, keep doing, uh, keep up the good work. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. And uh, don't listen to the negativity. So from my end, uh, have a good one. And uh, hey, go get that money. Get that money. Thanks for listening to the Vacation Rental Insiders podcast. Please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be the best host you can be.